Welcome back. Thank you for choosing to spend a little time with me again. So today I wanted to talk about uh, another controversial perhaps um, topic. However, I always bring it back to language. That's what I'm about. That's what automatic mouth is about. It's about us starting to become more aware of the power of language and the meaning that's really behind it. Because we spend, I would say, most of our day running an automatic mouth. How often do we actually stop, take a pause, and really think about what we want to say and how we want to say it? And how often does what we say and what we, you know, what we want to say, how often does it actually align with how we truly feel? You know, I can make jokes about it like I did in my TikTok the other day when how often, you know, someone will say, oh, you know, g'day, how you going? And we say, yeah, good, thanks, how are you? When behind the scenes, our life could be utterly going to shit. (laughs) And yet to, you know, someone we pass on the street will still say, yeah, good, thanks. And so there's, there's this constant misalignment between what we say and what we truly feel and over time it really does cause us to become quite incongruent within ourselves and start to not trust ourselves. you know we either start believing our own bullshit simply to get by or we you know become so easy at lying <laughs> even those little lies I like to say there's no shades of gray in lying it's either a lie or it's not you know that's okay if, if you feel different about that no problem that's my own opinion that's how I feel that when you really get down to it something's a lie or it's not a lie I guess when I, what I want to add to that as well though is that what is no let me rephrase that I also don't believe that there is a truth, like the truth does not exist. There's your truth, there's my truth. There is no the truth because any truth is through your lens of your perspective, of your upbringing, of your belief system, of your environment, of your memories, isn't it? So yeah, just something interesting to think about, which, you know, that's a whole other episode, isn't it? Today, I wanted to talk about the word abuse or abuse, because it's another word that gets thrown around and it has different connotations to different people and in different contexts, doesn't it? And people can get triggered actually simply from that word it can be a triggering word because of how much weight can be put into it. And yet, you know, look at how often we'll throw that around if, you know, someone is right up our butt driving on the road and suddenly they get an opportunity to overtake us and as they drive past us, they flick us the bird and have a big rant and everything. How often do we, once we get out of our car then, we say to someone, Oh, I just got abused by this guy on the road. 
or I just witnessed, you know, someone abusing the poor checkout girl at the supermarket. We throw that word around to actually mean any time someone says or behaves badly, don't we? In our opinion, badly. And so I would suggest that not only are we all capable of abuse, that we are all in some instances abusers. Now what the difference is, is the, the cycle of abuse. Because when you look at the, the meaning of the word, abuse as a verb means to use something to bad effect or for a bad purpose, to misuse or to treat with cruelty or violence, especially regularly or repeatedly. And it's also as a noun, it's the improper use of something, for example, alcohol abuse. And then you can also go into a, a mistreatment type of meaning, cruel and violent treatment of a person or animal. So, so abuse itself, it has a theme and yet carries such different weight depending on the context. And so I want you to start thinking about when you use language, is that the right word? Does that accurately convey what it is you want to say. Now, when I, um, you know, when my, my, I've got a five-year-old son, I might be having a really tough day and I'm attempting to concentrate on something and he wants to keep interrupting me to, you know, tell me about his latest dragon that's hatching or something like that which at the time you know I might think oh my god I do not have time for this shit like cool story you know <laughs> I'm trying to get this done man and so I may snap and turn around to him and say look Harrison please can you just sit down and shut up for five minutes please read your book do your dragons whatever I don't care please just let me finish this now, if we look at abuse as, you know, a dictionary defined word, I have abused Harrison because I reacted, um, you know, with, in some, in, in some in, uh, instances, cruelty. A five-year-old little boy wanted to share his excitement with me and I shut him down. That could be quite cruel, couldn't it? It's also improper use of my place of authority as his parent. However, where it goes into a really dangerous place is when it turns into a cycle. When someone is using abuse to get a reward for themselves, it makes them feel a certain way. It makes them feel a certain power or a certain vindication or um, a feeling, I guess. And so then they find that they have to keep upping the ante with that abuse 
to have their own needs met. That then is a cycle of abuse and that is extremely selfish <laughs> and it's uh, the sign of a, an extremely um, damaged person who is hurting themselves and you know so I guess this all came about because I did I had uh, a person ask me you know I, I yell at my kids a lot does that make me an abuser like I'm sort of seeing my parent as and so we had a discussion about that and this is where this episode has sort of come from because my my question to ask about that is what do you get from it what's the purpose that's what it's about is when you abuse someone whether it be verbally physically yell at them whatever you're doing what is the purpose how does it make you feel would you do it again getting to the bottom of the purpose it's about yourself it's not about the other person right we don't yell at another person because I mean let's let's be honest when you yell at someone you know yell at the checkout person I don't think anyone actually believes yelling at the checkout person is going to get them you know I don't know free stuff or um, you know, it's suddenly going to make the price of strawberries go down or whatever you're looking for. It's not really going to have that effect, is it? Because, you know, we're all have a certain level of intelligence. And I think most people know that the, the girl at the checkout or the young person at the checkout does not control the prices of uh, the goods within the supermarket. So when we yell, it is very subserving. It's self-serving. We want to satisfy something within ourselves, and it's all emotional. There's nothing logical about it. It's an automatic mouth response. We go off the handle because we want to feel better or feel something. We're searching for something. And so that's what I would challenge you today with what I've spoken about. When you're using language and you think about what you're going to say, what's the purpose? Especially if you're going to react. This will give you a bit of time to move from reaction, which is um, emotional, into response, which is more logical. And it's definitely more empowering when you can respond rather than react. And that comes down to actually take you know giving a shit about the words that you use slow down pause and think about the words you're about to use do they accurately convey what you truly feel and what is the purpose for saying them will it get you what you want and that's after you've been honest about what you truly want and the reason you want it there's so much more we could go into with this. Um, however, I don't want to ramble on for too long because those who know me know I can do that quite easily. So I trust this was um, interesting to listen to and I look forward to catching up with you guys again soon. Take care.